Oh, kia ora, and welcome everyone to the Dawn Chorus for Friday the 10th of September. I'm Bernard Hickey for the Kaka. So it's all about the lockdowns and how long they're going to last and how many businesses can cope through that and whether or not our outbreak is squashed and what happens next year. Just in the last day, confusion has ranged. Uh, those who listened to my podcast yesterday talking about Chris Hipkins and his doubts about uh, whether we can reopen as planned early next year, whether or not we can increase MIQ capacity, and also um, how long we might have to wait before we get fresh vaccines from overseas. Well, these questions were put to the Prime Minister at yesterday's 1pm presser, and she pushed back, saying that uh, the reconnecting plan is still on for next year. And um, she was doubling down on elimination, saying that she um, didn't want to see one more death and wanted everyone to be vaccinated. She, of course, is still not saying what the threshold for vaccination is before we open up or what that opening up would look like. In particular, the isolation trial that we thought might start in October. Uh, she hasn't said when that's going to start. The problem here is that um, Hipkins and Ardern are clearly at odds here. Uh, this is a bit of a repeat of something Hipkins said a couple of weeks ago when he said Delta had changed the game. And it is clear from also the likes of Michael Baker that uh, Delta will put off reopening. It has to be said until early next year. There's reports this morning, for example, that another person has just walked in and announced to Middlemore Hospital in South Auckland uh, turned out they had COVID. Um, they discharged themselves self before um, they um, were told about the positive COVID test and are now in self-isolation. So, so we're still seeing some of these mystery cases. And they're the ones to watch out for because they're not linked to household contacts or to close contacts. And the trackers are still trying to work out how that person got it. And um, some of these people are infectious in the community um, while uh, uh, without knowing how they got it. Now, infectious in the community could mean going to the dairy or the supermarket, hopefully masked up and without too much uh, damage. But uh, this is uh, an ongoing concern. So um, the Prime Minister is pretty much saying, yes, we can open up early next year and yes we can get to a very high vaccination rate sounds like she wants to get to 100 percent if she's saying everyone but of course that's not possible she's also saying she doesn't want to see a single death well that would mean not opening up really because um the epidemiologists have done the modeling and even over 90 percent vaccination rates we will still have incursions at the border that force lockdowns at least um regional ones, and would see upwards of 500 deaths per year from uh, COVID. So something's got to give here, particularly when the pressure is growing, and not just in Auckland, but all around the country. To give you an idea, yesterday in Wellington, all 24 of Mojo's cafes effectively closed after a couple of hours of being open under level two and a half, as it's called, uh, because there was just no staff. Uh, and also no customers, and um, it's just not possible to 
do those sorts of hospitality businesses with the limit of 50 people inside your cafe and also the two metre limit between tables. And a bit of a shock for everyone here in Wellington, Prefab, a very well-known cafe, restaurant that's open during the day. A lot of business meetings up near the top of town. Uh, that announced yesterday a bit of a shock. It was closing completely and was giving redundancy notices to all its staff. And the World of Wearable Arts Festival, which is the biggest one in the country, brings in the most money and tourists to Wellington. Uh, it had been postponed uh, a week or so ago, but now yesterday it was um, announced it was cancelling completely the 2021 uh, festival, which is uh, a real shock for everyone. So elsewhere in the news, we've obviously got that Middlemore case, which is worrying a few people. And we'll watch out at one o'clock today for how many more of these mystery cases are out there. Currently, there's 29 on the books and there were three more reported yesterday. Remember, Ashley Bloomfield has said he wants a run of zero mystery cases before you start to see Auckland go down uh, to level four. And most people are saying that it's going to take another couple of weeks before they get out of uh, level four. Meanwhile, um, Michael Baker uh, and Nick Wilson are also talking tough about keeping the restrictions going. Uh, Nick Wilson is saying that the rest of the country will have to stay at level two delta until Auckland moves down from level four. So that's another couple of weeks there. In fact, uh, Wilson is saying that you can't really take Auckland down until we have dedicated MIQ facilities at either Ohakia or Burnham. Now that is nowhere near being done. The government hasn't started work. It's still undecided about whether to go ahead with uh, dedicated MIQ. And as you heard from Chris Hipkins this week, uh, there are doubts that they could build anything useful inside 18 months to two years. That's the RMA consent process uh, for a start. And uh, you're unlikely to get an increase there. So at this rate, according to the epidemiologists, these restrictions stay towards the end of the year at least. And that um, the government is really focused on madly getting as many people vaccinated as possible, uh, which, of course, is good. The question is, how high is high enough? We don't know, because um, the Prime Minister is leaving her options open there. OK, what else is uh, happening in the world that's worth having a, a look at overnight? Uh, we are seeing um, an increasing move towards mandatory vaccination. Joe Biden is going to announce shortly that there will be a mandatory policy for all federal employees and contractors. That's a couple of million people. We're also hearing that building product manufacturers in Auckland are saying the level four limit of 100 staff members in the factory at any one time is just too restrictive. And that will mean that building supplies will not be sent to the rest of the country and you'll see construction sites shut down elsewhere. However, over, this, over the Tasman, um, of course, they're in the middle of an awful outbreak, particularly in New South Wales, 1,500 or so cases yesterday. And uh, But they've announced a roadmap to Freedom Day. So um, Ber Gladys Berejiklian, the Premier there, says when New South Wales gets to 70% vaccination, then everything opens up for the vaccinated. So that's restaurants, cafes, gyms, public venues. And uh, that is expected to be around October 18, that 70% um, both doses threshold in New South Wales. Now, what's happening on the global um, 
financial markets and in the global economy. Well, the big thing to watch, because uh, I'm an interest rate geek, is uh, the European Central Bank, which came out with the results of its bi-monthly meeting last night, in which it said it would slow its money printing and bond buying to what it called a moderately lower pace later this year. And that's slightly nerve-wracking for a bunch of people in the markets who've come to depend on all of this money printing to keep asset prices high. Uh, so the president of the ECB, Christine Lagarde, came out very quickly and said, no, 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 this isn't tapering. In fact, her phrase was, the lady isn't tapering, which would have made Margaret Thatcher proud. Uh, and uh, European bond investors believed her. Uh, and so you saw actually the German 10-year bond yield. Regular listeners will know I take a great interest in the German 10-year bond. The German 10-year bond yield fell four basis points to minus 0.37%. And European stock markets were fine. So uh, the European Central Bank, remember, is printing at a rate of 80 billion euros a month and expects to get to 1.85 trillion euros Next month, the U.S. Federal Reserve is still printing too, 120 billion U.S. a month. And everyone's watching to see when the Fed is able to effectively tighten monetary policy by tapering its money printing and bond buying. Tapering is the word. You've got to remember in 2011 or 12, I think it was, the U.S. Federal Reserve came out and said it was going to taper its bond buying and there was what we all know of as a taper tantrum when the bond markets went ballistic uh, with the mere thought of the money printing and bond buying being withdrawn. And that um, forced the Federal Reserve to give up on that plan. And eventually it went on to print another 3 or $4 trillion over the next 10 years before another $11 trillion was printed um, post-COVID. So the money printing continues and... Um, uh, despite what the European Central Bank is saying uh, today about a, a moderately lower pace, um, clearly Christine Lagarde is not for turning or tapering. <laughs> um, what else happened today that we should keep an eye on? Well, Microsoft announced it has abandoned plans to have all of its staff back in their US offices by October 4. And that's because of the various Delta outbreaks going on there. It really is slowing the return to normality in America. And again, shows you that um, the global economy is not that strong. Um, you'd have to say with the sort of news that we're getting in our local economy and uh, what's happening overseas, that this much talked about rate hike on October 6th from the Reserve Bank and another one in November. Uh, we'll see whether that happens. Um, currently, financial markets think that they will, and you'll see the OCR go from 0.25 to 0.75 before Christmas. We'll see. Uh, also, overnight, um, US jobless claims, though, were lower than expected last week, which is good news. And if you've got shares in EasyJet, uh, they just rejected a $2 billion takeover bid from Wiz Air. What a great name for an airline, Wiz Air. Watch out for some longer reads. Um, a survey from LinkedIn looking at how young staff are dealing with lockdowns and working from home. Turns out that it hurts their conversational skills. Um, and they say that they're out of practice with work life. Fair enough. And um, this is a fun one. Uh, global warming. It never occurred to me that global warming would cause earthquakes, but that is the case. Um, and it happened 8,200 years ago when the ice sheets melted. That took the pressure off 
the land, and there were significant um, large earthquakes um, up north, which caused tsunamis to sweep across northern England, the Shetlands and Scandinavia at points 20 metres high, the tsunamis. And you've got a, a major um, uh, earthquake expert saying this is one of the risks of global warming. And um, some fun things there as well. I hope you enjoyed um, today's dawn chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. It's uh, sometime after 8 o'clock on Friday, the 10th of September. I hope you all have a great weekend. Uh, for those who are regular listeners, uh, we are going to have a hoon with Peter Bale at 4 o'clock today. And I will send out a note to all subscribers before then. And you can come on and, and um, enjoy the hoon as well and send us your questions which we always enjoy thank you very much i hope you have a great weekend ka kite anō i'm bernard hickey for the kaka